Blog Talk Radio. By the Wild Hunt and Desperate House Witches. Here's, this is your first warning. The 415 expresses the opinions of myself and my co host, Barbara Samante, and is not a reflection on anyone else, their subsidiaries, or, of course, their sponsors. You will hear cursing, you will hear annoyed voices, you will hear all manner of crankiness. Welcome to it. So, Star. We were off last month because I was in New York dealing with family shit. I have returned from New York, and I'm still dealing with family shit. However, the news is still newsing. So, um, what's going on with Freeze Frame Mitch? What the hell? This is like the second time in less than a month where someone has asked this man a question, and he has gone total blankety blank, 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 and it's hilarious because it's so obvious because his aide leans over and says, did you hear the question, Senator? Because he actually blanked out while he was being asked if he planned on running again. And he heard the question. He just, no, I've had brain freeze as well, but not quite this often. What is happening with old Turtle Mitch? Well, that's a really good question. Um, so, um, you know, the, the one thing I can tell you for sure is that uh, at the moment he says he's not stepping down no matter what, um, which okay. is a shock, shock. Um, what a shock. Yeah, we're all, we're all, we're all fucking shocked. Um, you know, according to, um, you know, what the doctors have said, that, um, that basically um, – no evidence that he's had uh, like a mini stroke, which is uh, known as a transient ischemic attack, um, or you know he doesn't seem to have any kind of seizure disorder. Um, so uh, it's anybody's guess what is really going on here. Uh, he did fall and sustain a concussion earlier this year. Uh, which uh, there was a little bit of stir up in the press over that because uh, apparently he fell and, um, you know, and had a concussion, which in somebody his age is uh, kind of a big deal. And, um, you know. How old is he now? 85, 87? I forget. uh, I know he's he's up there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, exactly. Yeah, he's he's definitely um, he ain't no spring chicken. Uh, he's 81, um, so okay. he just looks like he's 91. Okay, you know. Uh, 
but uh, you know, I, I mean, I think that's... sure. So, okay, it's not out of the realm of possibility that his doctors are giving him coverage. Is that? Do you think that that's possible? Or do we feel fairly confident that the doctors are telling the truth? Uh, I, I have to question my reality right now because when Trump got arrested, and we're going to get to that, um, the Georgia situation, so, I mean, I think it was reported that he weighed uh, 215 pounds, yeah, all day, whatever. It's, it's not about his weight. It's about the need to lie to protect an image or protect a position. Do we think that it's possible that, I mean, listen, I've, not for nothing, I have been standing in the middle of a crowd speaking about something and my brain kind of goes and stops for a second. Is it, is it bigger than I think it is? Is it, is it something that we need to pay closer attention to? I'm not really sure. What do you think? Well, first, let me say I am not a doctor. Um, right. I think the fact that he has kind of frozen up like this, like this is the second time this has happened. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, considering his age, it could be any number of things. Um, right. You know, I mean, and we know from from past, uh, history with the with the government, especially where presidents are concerned, that I mean, you know, um, uh, Roosevelt. When it Roosevelt that had um, had polio, yes. And so, yes. like the, that was never talked about, and reporters were instructed to only shoot him, you know, from the waist up. They were never to yeah. publish pictures of him in a wheelchair. So, I mean, I, I think it's kind of anybody's guess as to, um, you know, what is is really going, going on here and whether <clears throat> we're really um, getting the, getting the truth, uh, you know, I mean, for, for a private individual, you know, your health information is your health information, and you're not required to, to share that with anybody. But in, in this right. case, you know, this is a public official. Um, he represents, yeah. you know, the state of Kentucky or his district in Kentucky, and he's also the Senate minority leader. So it's kind of a, yeah. kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, what the truth of this is, is, you know, it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, I suspect that he will not run for re-election. And um, I, my gut says that there's probably something going on with him health-wise that, you know, that they're not going to release. But, I mean, I could be completely right. wrong. But, I mean, that being said, having a concussion uh at 81 is a very is yeah. can be a very big deal. Um, you know, the one thing we know for sure is that McConnell has access to some of the best health care that there is. Absolutely. Also, uh, just not trying to just pick on Republicans, 
it should also be noted that Diane Feinstein um, is also uh, has some interesting medical, what appears to be medical issues as well. Um, this is not a, a Repub I'm, I'm certainly not attacking just Republicans or attacking a Republican. Uh, we've got it on our side too, where we need to consider. And I really think this is this is a call for term limits as far as cognitive ability. I'm not saying either of them are damaged. I'm saying that perhaps cognition tests need to be administered um, on both sides of the aisle, you know. And uh, listen, for a public servant to want to serve is a beautiful thing. I don't think I could do it because I'm too much of a hothead. But um, I think it's important to place country over job as far as, you know, your abilities go. For example, Joe Biden also knows spring chicken, but I like the fact that I wake up in the morning and I'm not terrified over what my president may or may not have done the night before or, or who he tweeted a threat at at 3 o'clock in the morning, which was very much known to happen under Trump. Uh, and we'll get to his happy ass in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, I am concerned about the McConnell situation from the standpoint of you want your leadership to be able to, to lead, whether it's in the majority or minority, people have to be able to work together. So, you know, I think health concerns are valid and should be addressed as transparently as possible. That being said, I don't know if we're ever going to get that. So that's my feeling on that matter. No problem. Yeah, well, I think there's, okay, so um, I, I definitely, while I don't think that there should necessarily be age limits on, right. you know, on, uh, on you know, if they're capable of serving, they're capable of serving, but I do think that it brings up, uh, it brings up the issue of term limits. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh and and I think that you know what someone's mental and physical um, you know capabilities are you know if they're um i mean obviously if if you have you know a traumatic brain injury or um you have cognition issues um right. which might not preclude you from serving but it but it is something that um that should certainly be disclosed um yes so yeah so there's there's that um something we hadn't really talked about and i i i i want to bring up is speaking of liabilities uh is our our friend our friend george santos in new york Oh my God! What? So you know, the, what, was, what was that? A vulnerability report? What was that about? Please explain. Oh, so basically, so there's a certain uh, just irony and level of grift and uh, uh, 
So the so CBS News obtained CBS News obtained the Santos campaign report that detailed all of the lies. All of the lies. So what this means is that his campaign knew a year before his election, excuse me, all of his lies, uh, everything that has turned into a huge scandal, his campaign knew, and um, basically according to reports, uh, the GLP knew, which was part of why there wasn't more backing for him. But, you know, his him being elected was pivotal, right? It was pivotal for them, for the GOP to have control of Congress. So, you know, when you're talking about House Leader McCarthy um, and other high-profile members of the Republican Party, they knew all of this, and, and uh, you know, and they're all in. This just speaks to the level of grift and the fact that they will do anything to hold on to power. I mean, literally any. I mean, you know, we already know they back Trump, but um, but this is, I mean, well, when you look at. I want to know. Those, I want to know. How do these people put their heads down on a pillow and get a good night of friggin' sleep knowing that they not only did they prop up a fraud, they propped up one of the biggest straw men I've ever seen in my life where absolutely nothing this guy every I mean, if this guy told me that it was raining outside, I would go out twice to verify because I would not believe it. I don't understand how they have gotten away with this bullshit where it's like anything to stay in power will lie, will cheat, will steal, will do all of the above. And if we have to knock somebody off, maybe that'll be a, a that won't be a bridge too far anymore. Who the hell knows what they're going to try next? I'm not saying the Democrats are perfect, far fucking from it. But what I will tell you is when we have, something go wrong on our side, call it out. We don't lie about it. We don't really cover it up. Certainly not once we find out the truth of it. Santos wouldn't have been able to keep his seat if this had been a Democrat instead of a Republican. I'm sorry. How fast did they castigate uh, Al Franken, for example, when it was, and it wasn't even something, I mean, he didn't even touch anybody. It was a joke. It was a picture from when he was a comedian, and they blew, the Republicans blew it up into this nightmare, and, and he didn't even touch anybody. He didn't do anything. It was a joke when he was a comedian. Guess what, folks? When you're a comedian, you're supposed to go for the joke and do shit that's funny. That's a comedian's job. I can't take it anymore with this. Everything one-sided bullshit. If the Republicans do it, it's fine. If the Democrats do it, it's the worst thing possible, and and anyone involved should be thrown out. I don't understand how the American people are letting this shit continue. Sorry. I have feelings about it, obviously. Well, 
okay, so first of all, on one hand, I agree with you, right, that if, if, if a Democrat had, had done this, um, and, and I – and I definitely want want to point out that um, you know, like in this report from CBS, uh, which they had an outside, you know, third party firm <coughs> that was hired by Santos and his campaign to do, you know, an internal review and report on his past. And CBS was reporting that several of his aides found it too much to stomach, and they urged Santos to drop out. And when he refused, they quit. Okay? Okay, good. Okay. Um, And, you know, I mean... It's it's pretty. It's, I mean, it's pretty awful stuff. I mean, basically, he's lied about everything, from you know that his family was you know was involved in the Holocaust, uh, to you know um, who he was married to, to you know companies that he that you know that he's been, has ties to, being accused of fraud and him scamming veterans. And I mean, <laughs> it, the list is fucking endless, okay? It's fucking endless. It is. Um, But I I do want to go back to, like, you know, you used Franken as as an example. And, I mean, I I will tell you, okay, yes. um, You know, I do think that there was some overreaction there, but I also think that if you're going to run for fucking public office, you know, and you've been doing all kind of crazy stuff in your past, and uh, as we know, like, Franken was part of the, you know, of the original um, comedy caravan comedians, right? And I will tell you, I worked in a, in a comedy club for for a, a brief little while, and there's some wild shit that went on with the comedy caravan folks. Um, so none of this surprised me. But that being said, if you're going to run for public office and you did goofy, stupid shit, that especially by today's standards is going to be, like, really taken poorly, then you probably shouldn't run. I mean, that's just my opinion because it's going to come back to haunt you. Sooner or later, it's going to come back to haunt you. You're going to make somebody mad who has pictures of you, uh, you know, from back in the day, and they're going to post that shit online. And unless you can really, you know, and I I also, I don't, with Franken, there was other stuff too. He made the right choice to to step down, but yeah, it was mild in comparison to this piece of shit who managed to get elected in uh, New York, who's lied about virtually everything. I mean, late night comedy had you know a fucking field day with this guy, right? I mean, you know, he was. A drag queen. He was. I mean, you know, they they had way too much fun with just everything because literally everything he has said have been lies. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, like stunning. Like he even, uh, he even, and I and I know this is hard hard to grasp, but he has even surpassed, I think, uh, Trump in the in the scope of his lies. Um, so uh, yeah. It's 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 pretty stunning, but but I did, you know, I I mean I think as this 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 dude has no chance of getting reelected, 
Um, and I think that um, there's also, I think the ethics, uh, house ethics, and uh, I forget what the other, uh, like the um, accountability office for, for Congress also, because of the, um, the false uh, financial reporting, as well as like the just lying. They have the wrong committee. Is that the way the main committee? I I I I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, okay. you know you can you can go you can go onto CBS's website and um, the, you know you can you can read I think you can read the the whole the whole report. Um, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. Yeah, I'm looking uh, right now for, uh, apparently some blurb but, just came across about Trump. Hang on, children. By the way, 415 is brought to you by Desperate House Witches and Wild Hunt. Um, give the Wild Hunt all your support. So apparently Peter Navarro uh, has been convicted of contempt of court in the... Uh, in his case, uh, Navarro faced charges stemming from his failure to comply with a subpoena from the House January 6th committee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, well, this this morning, as I was uh, trolling around and reading the news, as one does, um, as one does, one of the things that I was uh, that I was seeing was that um, the fact that uh, that Navarro uh, had plenty of time to write a book <laughs> and publish it, and basically it included all of the things that that Congress had uh, wanted him to testify about. Um, And uh, but he couldn't be bothered to testify before uh, before Congress. Yeah, they're not digging it. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, I would be first of all, maybe I'm just a big old pussy. But I, if somebody, if a law person came to me and said, Brina. Uh, we want you to testify in, you know, the North Carolina courthouse for blah, 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 blah. I would be terrified not to. I mean, I, I can't imagine where these people get the kind of large ball sacks necessary to say no to Congress. I mean, is there a punishment suitable? I mean, when you're when when you get... Uh, told that you are in contempt of court and, and in contempt of Congress. I mean, what what, ha- what can happen? Can you face jail time? If you're a lawyer, can you be disbarred? Um, what kind of things can happen to you if you refuse to appear? I mean, I'd be afraid of going to jail. That's me. Well, oh, shit. So, 
I'm not sure what um, what the penalty is is going to be for him. And uh, but just the fact that they um, that they've convicted him is is big. Now, just as a reminder for folks, um, uh, Steve Bannon got convicted of the very same thing last, um, but his case is currently on appeal, which means I think you know when things are on appeal. It's still an argument going back and forth over legalities between lawyers. But while your case is on appeal, you're not currently serving any kind of time. Is that correct? Right. Generally, well, it depends. I think it depends on the on 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 if you've been on the offense. Yeah. If you've not been sentenced, if you've been if right. you've been found guilty but you've not been sentenced yet. So, I mean, I think it. Right. And it I, I am not a legal scholar, so um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I think that um, depending on what kind of charge it is um, and whether or not you've been sentenced determines whether or not you um, you have to, you know, whether you're going to be incarcerated or not. Right. I mean, okay, so this is according to CNN. Prosecutors told the jury during closing arguments Thursday that Navarro made a choice, quote-unquote, not to comply with the February 2022 subpoena. Um, Justice Department Attorney Elizabeth Alloy said that government only works if people play by the rules and are held accountable, uh, and are held accountable if they don't. Um, the subpoena, it is not hard to understand, she said, adding that Navarro knew what he was required to do and when he was required to do it. Um, I, I, I don't know how you wiggle out of that. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty clear. You are called to testify to the knowledge you have yep. on at the events on the day. Uh, we all remember January 6, 2021, uh, uh, I mean, we know what we're talking about. This is not some nebulous, nobody knows what the case is about. All right. Well, I'm flummoxed. so I'm completely flummoxed. I got news for you. Uh, if you or I were subpoenaed in, a, in any kind of court case or to appear before Congress or a congressional committee or the Senate or whatever, if they um, issue a subpoena and we didn't show up, uh, I'm pretty sure we'd be in some pretty hot water, especially if it was illegal, you know, if, it's, if it was a court case. Uh, so, um, you know, the fact, that, um, the, fact, the fact that he's being prosecuted, it, you know, was that they brought charges and actually charged him with contempt of court is how our legal system is designed to work. Now, um, you know, Navarro says he's going to, you know, he's he's going to appeal the same way that Bannon did. Um, right. But what they're using as the basis for their appeals uh, is that the, the January 6th committee uh, was 
unlawful, all because uh, Speaker Pelosi rejected the original slate of nominees from McCarthy. Now, um, most analysts are saying that it's it's uh, pretty unlikely that any appellate court would be willing to weigh in on the inner workings of the House. Um, and right. they're looking at, at it more as an attempt to um, to kind of drag drag things out in hopes that, you know, that Trump or someone of his similar ilk uh, would win the presidential election and then pardon them. They're really trying to what parlay do we think? What do we think Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. They're taking an awfully big risk over something that didn't happen last time. What makes them so sure it's going to happen this time? Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It, is, it is crazy. Um, and um, so. One one of the things that um, one of the things this brings up for me is that, um, and especially because we've got so much legal stuff pending, like all over the place, right? We got Trump yep. got. I'm losing track of how many times Trump has been charged with something, or you know, um, or in like you know, uh, like I mean, it's like it's hard to keep track. And then you got this whole Georgia thing. You know the the which was ended up you know that was a RICO uh, it's a RICO case and there's like 18 defendants besides Trump uh, and there so there's going to be a lot of focus on on legal action um, and uh, I think that a lot of folks are just really not um, you know. They don't understand how our legal system uh, legal system works. Uh, if you spend any time on social media, especially what used to be, uh, dare I say it, Twitter, that's now X and run by the, you know, the idiot Musk. Um, well, we won't even talk about. We won't even talk about. I have plenty of things I could say about that, but. We'll, um, but if you're on any of those social media sites, you know, there used to be legal Twitter on Twitter, right? And it was all really great attorneys who would often argue with each other, and it was it was delightful for anyone who's of a legal bent or trying to end on. Um, one of my favorite uh, lawyers is uh, Terry Canefield, and uh, she's very good at, uh, you know, letting the air out of people's uh, balloons, as it were. Yeah. With, so, with facts. She's, she's so pesky with her facts. Yeah. All right, so moving on. What about Trump? He just doesn't know when to shut up this one. So Trump has already advised that he's going to attempt to move the Georgia case um, for trying to overturn an election uh, in Georgia to federal court. First of all, 
please explain to me what the fuck that means and why that would right. matter. Well, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, Meadows was the first one uh, to to file for that, and um, and then you've got others who are trying to separate their uh, their case from rather than being, being it's all tried together, they want they want separate separate trials. Um, but Meadows wants to move his case to federal court. Um, large believes that he stands a, a it's actually it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for Meadows it's a smart move. Um, I don't think that um, I don't know. You know, you never know how a judge is going to rule. Um, but it, you know, he believes he can't. According to what I've read, he believes that he can't. You know that that he would not uh, get a fair trial in Georgia. And moving it to federal court would allow him would allow a you know a larger jury pool. I believe is is what what I've read. Um, one of the things that uh, that was brought up when uh, so when Meadows uh, testified at his own hearing, I think it was last week. Uh, pretty much every Every commentator and reporter with any legal background was really shocked um, because that's kind of a dangerous thing to do because it opens him up to you know to cro- being cross-examined and um, so there was right. a lot. I remember of, that. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of shock uh, being expressed uh, all around, um, but then. Then there were people, you know, saying that he perjured himself. Um, and uh, so what you saw were you saw a lot of uh, a lot of you know legal analysts or consultants, um, you know, saying, well, you know, he just, you know, he exposed himself to perjury charges and. And then they were making also other kind of wild claims of, you know, that um, that anything that came out of this could also be, you know, could be used against him in the January 6th case um, by Jack Smith, um, and pretty much on and on and on. Um, so one of the things that, that I... Um, you know, and then of course there was a tremendous amount of outrage being generated. You know, people were like, "Well, he should go to jail." Blah blah blah. They should charge him. Um, one of the things I really like about Terry Canfield is that she really was quick to poke a, a pin in all of that, and uh, right, and really pointed out that you know <clears throat> that there really wasn't, um, you know, there really wasn't enough to. Uh, to charge him with with perjury and why, um, but something else that she pointed out is that the people who typically go on 
that are paid by the networks and other uh, broadcast entities, they are just that. They are paid for their opinion. And, right. uh, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Um, whether it's the, you know whether it's right or not, you know, and nobody knows how a judge is going to rule on anything. You you're putting a guess is what it is. So right. I just, it's all I just conjecture and so it's, it's all conjecture without a conviction. You gotta wait. Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta wait and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Well, I but I, I, I think admit that I get sucked in by that too. To be honest with you. When I hear, you know, when I hear the talking heads, I'm like, well, these are pretty, these people are way above my pay grade. They must know what they're talking about. And they do. But the fact of the matter is, until a decision is actually made, there's no decision made. There's no conviction. Uh, again, you have to wait and see how it goes and how the trial plays out uh, before you just decide that someone's so, yeah, I'm guilty. Yep. Well, and so, but the other thing, too, is that you're talking about people who are paid by networks to deliver information in a way <coughs> that is going to pay, play to their, to their base, right? Right. And, and that's yeah, really so. important to remember. And, you know, so some things that are not particularly uh, exciting or, you know, colorful or whatever, they're not going to focus on that, you know. I mean, for the most part, legal stuff is pretty dry, pretty boring, and they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to go there. They're going to, you know, give it a cursory touch if it's not something that's, you know, leaning towards sensational, and then they're going to move on. Right. Yeah. So it is... It is a word to the wise to be careful when you're listening to. Listen, I, I, I'm I'm an avid fan of MSNBC. Um, I don't listen to it quite as religiously as I used to, because it occurred to me that, you know, people are paying for ratings, and sometimes people will pump things up to get better ratings, uh, however well intentioned. You know, I I was suffering from what I suffer from every election cycle, which is I get, you know, I hear good news, I get really happy. I get scary news, I get really scared. And the thing is, is that, you know, again, Trump made anything possible. So for me, the highs and lows were just, I mean, I was suffering with a constant up and down, like a roller coaster, and it was getting to a point where, I was I was literally losing sleep over it, and I had to stop because I was paying too much attention to every little thing that was being reported. Save your sure. <laughs> so. Well, I, I will point out some some really good resources if you want unbiased news reporting. Um, yeah. You know anything that's underwritten by the Pointer Institute. ProPublica, um, you know, even NPR is 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 pretty unbiased. Uh, AP, Associated Press, is, and Reuters, 
they both tend to lean a little bit more slightly to the right, but they're pretty they're pretty down the middle. Um, and um, those those are are good sources if you want good legal um, commentary. Like you can't do better than Lawfare. Um, you know, Lawfare covers covers all of the decisions. They cover SCOTUS. Um, yeah, and SCOTUS decisions, and, and they're definitely worth uh, worth the effort. Uh, so let's let's talk about the most thing with our uh, former uh, criminal in chief, shall we? Oh, sure. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> Go right in here. Oh, my God. All right. So yesterday, Trump was uh, found liable in the second uh, defamation case against E. Jean Carroll. Um, now, in January... They'll determine uh, how much he's going to have to pay her. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but a lot, I hope. Oh, I hope so too. I, but I don't think he really has any money. Um, so. Uh, it's a mess. Anyway, it'll be it'll be, it'll be well, well, it'll be interesting, huh? Go ahead. It'll be interesting to see. Well, this could not come at a worse time for him. Um, And, I mean, really, you know, it's just like stack, stack, stack. I mean, I I think, you know, sooner or later the the poor camel is is just going to collapse because this – he can't even fundraise off of this, you know, because I think that we're probably we're liable to see some rulings in the next, in the coming weeks over, you know, already um, there's been a lot of chatter about, you know, the fact that he's fundraising off of like using his his mugshot and other things to raise money, and um, so I think that. Uh, you know, nothing is really going well for him, which I cannot say displeases me. Uh, but I mean, exactly. this is this is just one more, you know, layer on the cake, as it were. Um, but you know, this really, but and and what you say is absolutely right. The problem is, is the true believers. He's got a line of true believerism that it just doesn't quit. It's like no matter what he does, there are so many people that turn a complete blind eye to it, and I don't understand how they can continue their justification. Had it been anybody but him, they would have locked the door and thrown away the key. And I just don't understand, especially with evangelicals. I mean, and... Almost every every evangelical I know, not every single one, but almost every single one of them that I know, and I know a lot of them personally, um, 
no matter what he does, no matter what it is he does, they give him this free pass, and, you know, they try to pull that no one can judge but God. Okay, no one can judge Trump but God, but all these other people that don't have his fame and all these other people that aren't running for president, uh, they don't get any kind of grace for anything that they disagree with that they've done. But for whatever reason, if Trump assaults somebody, fine. If he, if he says grab him by the pussy, fine. If he lies and cheats and steals, fine. And I don't understand, Phil, even, you know, at this point, it has been proven that this guy is basically a shit heel, and they just suck it up anyway. It's the most amazing thing. I want you to look at what they have gotten from from Trump. You know? A lot. Yes, they have. They got the Supreme Court granted. Mm -hmm. They got they got Roe v. Wade overturned. Those were their two big. Yep. I mean, honest, that was their two biggest things. And I guess, but see, now that they've gotten those two things that were so huge to them, why even? I mean, what else does he do? They want him to do for them. They want the U.S. to be a theocracy. That's what they want. And that's why they are backing him and will continue to back him no matter what. They don't want a democracy. They don't want a democracy at all. They don't care a lick about, you know, if they help the poor because it, it, it falls within, you know, it's done on their terms and via their God and all the rest. They don't give two shits about, you know, nice little brown children and, uh, and uh, you know, who might be going hungry or any of that unless they're willing to come to, to Jesus and, you know, and be indoctrinated in, in their faith. And if you think they're going to spend, spend, like, so much as a thought on those of us who are not Christian, I got news for you. You know, in, in, in their perfect world, whether it's Trump, or someone equally as horrible and reprehensible as him that's in power, they don't care. <laughs> what they care is about getting their agenda rammed through and us being a theocracy, and they don't care if they have to make a, de- a deal with the devil to get accomplish that. They don't care. <laughs> and many of them have said as much. Yeah. So, I do need to that, correct you. I do need to correct you on one thing, though. I do need to correct you on one thing. They don't oh, care yeah. if little brown children are Christian. They just don't. Oh well, but if they have to have them exist at all, then then they must be Christian, you know. Exactly. Exactly. They don't. Uh. But they don't care. It doesn't matter to them. They will sweep anybody that is not rich and powerful out with the rest of us who are not their ideal. And that's that's really fucking scary when you realize that America was founded on freedom of religion, or supposed to be, and uh, this is how far we've fallen, you know. 
It's amazing. Amer- the American experiment. I hope they attempt it again someday. Because it feels like we failed. And we failed so easily with one election. Fucking failed. And the only way to stop it from completely being demolished is to make sure that a Trump or a Trump-like person doesn't make it back in as president. And you know, the next version of Trump is going to be a whole hell of a lot smarter and, and get that agenda through a whole hell of a lot easier um, because they're well, learning how to finesse people. Well, I mean, on one hand, yes, I, I say that is true. And then on the other hand, I present you with Ron DeSantis and uh, uh, what's his, what's the, uh, oh, what is his name? Little swarmy fellow. What's his name? The Zach? Yeah. What's his last name? I, I'm a... I'm a Swaraswamy. I'm. I think I may be pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. I think I thought it was Swaraswamy, but I could be saying that. Ra- completely yeah, Swaraswamy. Okay. Yeah, Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's well, very swarmy. Uh, we don't like him. Yeah. He's okay. So they're not all brilliant. I agree. But I'm saying right, they're well, working on the smarter version. Don't you think? Um. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the problem is that uh, the majority, I mean, like, even look at the, um, what's the uh, anti-vaxxer idiot's name? Um, Kennedy. He's a Kennedy. Oh, yeah, 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 Kennedy. Yep, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, you know, and... uh, but none of these none of these people are smart, okay? Like none of them so far. We have yet to see um, uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is the most polished of all of the candidates at this point. But he's the biggest fucking yeah. liar that there is, you know. And not only that, he's a little brown man. Like, what chance do you think he has of of getting elected? Um, you know. Uh, uh, I I think not none, um, yeah. not not by the GOP. Uh, if he was a Democrat, he might he might you know. I mean, we did elect Obama, but um, but I mean, he is the biggest liar. That I mean, he's a bigger liar than Trump. I mean, it's like, um, and when people call him on it, he just he's just like won't answer. <laughs> it's stunning. So, yeah, they and yeah. they don't press these people. It's the most amazing thing. They do not press. I think when reporters are in the room with these folks, it's like the shock. The shock of the answer. The shock of, at the non-response is just so breathtaking. I, I really wish reporters would go back into attack mode and say, Nana, answer the question, please. Kindly answer the no. You didn't answer the question. Answer the question. Here's the question again. If you didn't get it the first time, yeah, I would be terrible. I'd be thrown well, out of every reporting school there is. Oh my well, gosh, I get incensed. That's been happening uh, a lot more lately, and I think that you're going to see that be you know that things are going to get 
things are going to – there's, you know, there's – reporters and journalists are going to be uh, uh, increasingly aggressive when it comes to that, especially uh, when they won't answer. Um, you know, I, I just I think so. that – here's what I think about the GOP. They are like dinosaurs, Okay. And they are in their death rows, and they just don't know it yet. You know, they it just they don't get it. You know, they're like they'll be they'll be like the COVID patient in the hospital who is gasping for their last breath and still refuses to believe that COVID is real. You know, they'll be that they'll be that COVID patient. I think that that's where the GOP is headed. I mean, I think that's where they are now. That they still have, you know, a fair amount of supporters. But if you look at the number of people that have left the party and are continuing to leave the party, and um, you know, and this started way back even before Trump. You know, when Trump yeah. announced that he was going to run, like so, Republicans like Jeff Flake, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was in that whole, there was a whole little clump of them that just kind of, before he even announced, but was just tossing it around, um, they were, like, making noise. And then once he announced, it was like, you know, ships, uh, you know, wrapped like clean exodus. and ships. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a mass exodus. But here's the problem. If nobody stays in the house to save, the sh- to save it from burning down, um, anyone who's halfway decent is going to burn in the house with them. So it's it's really very messy. We need good people to run again, and good people don't want to run. And I can understand that that fear of running, um, especially when it seems like you're just going to be crucified, for lack of a better term, if you run. But then. But that's only if you don't run as a Republican. If you run as a Republican, any lie is fine. Uh, examples by George Santos. I mean, it, they just don't care. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, I think that there's never been less trust in our institutions, and the Republicans oh, yeah. are, you know, are largely to blame for that. Um, yeah. You know, and it's you can't just dis- destroy that trust and then expect that, you know, that there's going to be any kind of, you know, significant rebound uh, quickly. But their goal is to hold on to power by any means necessary. I mean, and I don't know how any thinking person can look at what has happened and draw and come to any conclusion other than that, you know? When you are willing to lie about things, you know, I mean, these days if a Republican walks outside and says, the sky is purple, you know, um, you got to look and see because, you know, chances are they're lying, in my opinion, or at least that's been my experience. Now, uh, what happens to the, you know, to the party I mean, I think eventually it will, it will, uh, it will shift and change. But 
I think it's going to take time. And that means that basically the Democrats are liable to be in control for a while, um, which means – well, but that means also that uh, – that means that we, you know, those of us who lean Democratic, it's going to be more important than ever for us to hold our elected officials, you know, feet to the fire. Uh, right. You know, we haven't done that. As a, as a people, we have not done that for the last <coughs> 20 years, at least, as a country. You know, we whine and complain, but, you know, our guy gets elected or our gal gets elected or our person gets elected, whatever. And, you know, and then we all go home and we go back to our business. You know, it's, it's business as usual. We quit paying attention until the next election. And uh, we can't do that anymore. That's we can't do true. that. You know? We have to, we also have to hold our, our own people to the fire trip, which is very true. And we don't. Yeah. Uh, and we, that has to change. You know, I called out a lot of liberals um, in 2016 because they were liberal in name only and they did not really exemplify the principles that a liberal would hold up. You know, they were upset because they didn't get what they wanted, and they decided to punish the rest of us, which was absolutely fucking ridiculous. But anyway, um, yeah, we are we are just about out of time. So once again, everybody, thanks for listening, and give the Wild Hunt all your support. I'll be back on Desperate House, which is tomorrow night with Jade Paul Luna. Uh, if we both show up on the same hill, who knows? But thanks again for listening. Uh, this has been the 4th of September 2023. Say goodnight, Star. Well, first I'm going to say... All you people out there who are listening, if you're not registered to vote, fucking go register Get to registered. vote. Get registered. Do it. Do it right today. Back, yeah. Do it twice. Don't um, wait. That, that's right. Don't wait. Yeah, don't wait because it's important. It's like it's like the one thing that you can do that is easy and you makes you a part of, you know, it is your duty as a citizen to fucking vote. So register to vote. Take your friends to vote. You know, make sure everybody that you know and love is registered to vote, even if they're a a Republican, uh, you know, even if they're a Libertarian, make sure they're registered to vote. Make sure that they vote because that's how this country works. We're a country of laws, and it requires your active participation, and it requires that you fucking vote. All right, so... On that note, I'm just going to say, good night, Star. All right, everybody. We'll see you next month. Take care.